Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. Welcome everyone to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, your number one source for snackable tidbits that help you optimize your Dynamics 365 experience. KJ, how do you go about learning about Dynamics 365 and staying up to date with its newest features? Well, with so many resources out there, I don't think you can really go wrong with what you look for. I like to talk to my peers. I also like to attend product calls. How about you? Same here. I'll add that I go to docs.microsoft.com to learn things about the product, which is free for everyone to leverage. So I do recommend that. I go to my peers too. I look at blogs by Microsoft MVPs like today's guest. And KJ, are you familiar with what a Microsoft MVP is? Absolutely. They're an integral part of the overall Microsoft partner ecosystem. You know what? Let me go ahead and read Microsoft's definition on an MVP. Microsoft's most valuable professionals or MVPs are technology experts who passionately share their knowledge with the community. They are always on the bleeding edge and have an unstoppable urge to get their hands on new, exciting technologies. They have a very deep knowledge of Microsoft products and services, while also being able to bring together diverse platforms, products, and solutions to solve real-world problems. Kevin, isn't today's guest a Microsoft MVP? Thanks for that, KJ. Yes, let me go ahead and introduce the Digestible Dynamics audience to Dion Taylor, a.k.a. the Dynamics 365 goddess. Dion Taylor is a Microsoft Business Applications MVP and director who specializes in Dynamics 365 customer engagement technology and processes at RSM in Florida. In her role as D365 pre-sales engineer, she designs custom D365 demonstrations for prospects. Dion has been working with Dynamics 365 CE since 2011. Her prior experience in solution designing, implementing, configuring, and customizing several complex scenarios in various industry sectors has helped her build relevant customer demos. Hi, Digestible Dynamics listeners. Welcome to today's show. I would like to welcome Dion Taylor, the D365 goddess. Dion, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much, Ken. Yeah, so let's jump right in. Who is the D365 goddess? All right, so um, that is a long story. No, I'm kidding. Um, So (laughs) I am originally from the Netherlands, hence that usually people see my name written down, D-I-A-N, and start calling me Diane. I usually tell people, you know, also when I do presentations, everybody gets one Diane and then you get smacked. (laughs) So usually, you know, after attending one of my presentations, people uh, will pronounce my name correctly. So I am. I work for RSM. Uh, currently, I'm on the pre-sale side. I'm a director in the pre-sale side. And prior to that, I've done Dynamics 365 or CRM, as it was called, Dynamics CRM back in the day, uh, implementations. I kind of wanted to get out of that 
So that's why I moved to the pre-sales side. And I think that's actually super fun, right? Because you really get to work with the newest features and you can put together a demonstration of the software for prospects and, and yeah, really work for me, at least that's really the fun side of it. And then um, I've received the MVP award by Microsoft uh, three times now. I still don't understand how that happened, but it's always awesome to, uh, to be a recipient of that award. So. I love the blog and how you, you educate even me working at Microsoft on some of the newest features. I love the way you break things down. How did that blog come about? That's a really funny story. Um, so like I was saying earlier, I used to do the implementations and it was really everything, right? Also doing pre-sales, doing the demos, and then sitting with the clients, uh, getting the information on like, what are your requirements, then building it out, doing the testing, all that kind of stuff, and then including the customer training. So ever since I moved to the pre-sales side, I don't get to do that training anymore, right? It's really very quickly, you 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 still get some requirements gathering, obviously, right? I, I can demo dynamics for five days and still not be done with everything. So it really, we want to make it a focused demo. But that's really it. I'm not doing any education when it comes to training. So that's kind of why I started putting together my blog, because I'm really, if you've read my blog, which is d365goddess.com, then you'll notice that I'm really trying to focus on the new features, right? Features that are coming up, features that are in preview, what's coming up new, how we, can we utilize them? But yeah, that was kind of the uh, the background there, because I kind of missed that. And this kind of gives me uh, the ability to still kind of train people, right? And, yeah. And, give them tips and, and stuff like that. Love that. Dion, thank you for letting us know the background story of D365 Goddess and how you went from post-sales to now in pre-sales, which is what I'm a part of. And from the post-sales perspective, in your time there when you were implementing it, what made some of the most successful implementations? Were there particular habits that companies had? Was there a vision that they had? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So in my experience, I, I really feel like the most successful implementation it has to do with a couple of different things, right? I think, first of all, asking the right questions, right? Also, not trying to, you know, grab their processes and, and kind of do the, what is it, square peg, round hole type of approach, right. right? If we understand why these organizations are doing certain things in a certain way, then and under right understand why they're doing that then a lot of times there's also an CRM implementation also comes with process improvements right why are you doing it this way if you know you could also do it this way and it makes it a lot easier inside of CRM or Dynamics 365 i've i've done implementations which this is probably not the best to hurt to listen to depending on who you are but where like 40% of the workforce was laid off because they were doing work that was now done by Dynamics 365, which is not the best for the employees, but for the organization, it's a good thing, right? Because we're duplicating all of these efforts, which the application can do. So I think that was one of the very important things to really, really understand what people are doing, right? Why we're doing this? What? Why do we need to, to get this done? Or why do we need to do it this particular way? I think that's very, very important. Because I've, I've seen a lot of times also because I was brought in after an implementation was done that, you know, the customer was, we want you to build this in CRM. It needs to have these fields. It needs to, when you click on this, it needs to do that. And then they did it. I don't do that. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to ask you, why do you want that done? First of all, 
explain to me what you're trying to do, why you want to do it, and then we can probably come up with a better solution in order to do that. So I always felt like those types of things really help with the success, you know, of implementing an implementation. Of course, and I'm sure, Kevin, you know this as well, um, none of the implementations of any software are going to be successful if you don't have user adoption, right? right? So that's a very important thing. That is key. So I always wanted to get the end users involved as well, right? Because the executives know what they want out of the application, but they really don't know what's going on on the ground, so to speak, right? And that's where the end users come in. So really getting them involved, I always feel like really gets them motivated and and they feel like they have a stake in that as well. So I think those two things um, were very important for my implementations. Love that understanding and and knowledge there. But I want to step it back just a little bit further. So I want to know, like, it's a two-part question. How did you get started in technology? And why did you select Dynamics and the Power Platform as your choice of technology to further your knowledge? I love this question because usually people are very shocked with the answer. So I actually, when I moved to the U.S. Uh, almost 20 years ago, I worked in the Netherlands as a hairdresser. And I've always been very interested in technology. So when I moved to the U.S., I always, feel, I always felt like this is also taught by my parents. Like you have to start at the bottom of the ladder and then work your way up. Started in a mailroom. Then I worked for a bank. I did some HR stuff. And then at some point in time when the whole banking crisis happened, right, I got laid off. And then I started applying for positions at, you know, uh, I was going to say like an an ISV or something like that or those types of organizations, right, really IT focused because I wanted to get a job, right, in technology. So I ended up working for this company where getting into the door is HR, worked in HR for a while. Then after I think three years or something like that, I talked to the COO and I was like, hey, I want to do something in technology. It was a very scary conversation, but he was like, you know, you're, you're doing great. You're a great employee. You're always helping out with everything. If that's what you want to do, tell me what would be your ideal job. Think about it and then come back to me. The CEO heard about that and invited me for a meeting in his office. And he told me, we're going to sell this thing called Dynamics uh, CRM. Are you interested? And I was like, I have no idea what it is, but I'm in. <laughs> so I didn't really choose it. It was more of a okay, um, I, I want to make right. a change in my career. Uh, I've, I've always been interested in IT stuff is what I uh, used to call it, right? And computers and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how I got uh, rolling in that. And that's been, that was like 11 and a half years ago. Wow, that's awesome. Something like that. It's wow. crazy. You've seen the yeah. whole gamut of, of the growth and evolution of, of Dynamics. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. From the ground up. Yeah, there was no power platform or power BI or power apps or any of that stuff or power virtual agent. None of that existed. But that's I think that's kind of great because if if I look now at everything that's there, and if you have to think like, let's if you don't know any of this, you have to start from scratch and learning all of that. So that just seems in my head a little like a little much, right? Sure. Like, oh my goodness, that's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like all these different products and how they talk to each other and interact with each other and stuff like that. Yeah. Love it. I love that the story behind how you came to kind of jump on the opportunity for Dynamics 365. It fell into your lap, but you know what? You've run with it. You're now full on sprinting and that's fantastic. That being said, what do you enjoy most about the D365 platform or technology? 
That's a really good question, Kevin. Um, I have to tell you, every time when, you know, we get the notification in regards to the release wave, right? I always feel like I'm a kid, you know, at Christmas, like unwrapping presents, right? These packages and stuff like that. So for me, it's very exciting to, to see the new features and to start testing out the new features and to write about the new features and do videos about the new features. I also feel, and this kind of stacks on top of that as well, because we kind of talked about that a little bit earlier, right? All of the integrations, uh, by lack of a better word, with other applications like Exchange and, and look at Outlook. And now we have Viva Sales and we have the Power Platform, which we never had before. So yeah, that type of stuff. And a lot of people who read my blog will see me kind of poke around in that stuff a little bit, even though it's not my you know focused product that I work with. But I'm very tenacious. Well, obviously, otherwise, it wouldn't be where I'm at today, right? <laughs> so I'm kind of want to like poke at everything and see how it works and, and see if I can break it and if I can make it do things. So, yeah, that's really, those are really some of the things that get me super excited about the product. That's great. And those are some of the same as my, myself as well. I love getting my hands dirty, trying to figure it out, how it works and how it can be useful. Yeah. It gets the gears turning of, oh, if it does this, then maybe in a different context, it can solve this type of a problem. And I love thinking about things creatively and looking at it as a tool or a toolkit to help solve business oh, process yeah. problems. 100% for sure. Now on the flip side, what are some of the things that you least enjoy about the Dynamics 365 platform? Yeah, so we were talking about some of those preview features, right? <laughs> yeah. And them not always. And again, this is why they're preview features, right? They're not a finished product yet. I always try to put it in my articles as well because there are some people that just put it in production and start using it. It is not a done product yet, people. Preview, that's what that means, right? So be very careful with that. You know, spin up some sandboxes, you know, put it in a sandbox, play around with it, try to break it. I do the same thing. But yeah, if you're trying to test some certain things and it's not working the way it should work, sometimes that could be uh, a little frustrating, right? So I think that's my main pet peeve where I'm kind of like, oh my God, I really wanted to test this out, but it's not working correctly. I mean, the nice thing is that, you know, through the channel, uh, through the MVP channel, I do have access to the Microsoft folks there. So I can very quickly kind of, you know, let them know like, hey, this is not working. They usually help me out pretty quickly. But still, sometimes it's a little bit of a roadblock, right? Not being able to... Uh, to work with it right away. No, totally understand that. And you're right, preview, right? That's why it's out there. It helps give us data. We get data points of, hey, this isn't working. This is how it could be better, et cetera. Yeah. At least I'm not, I can't speak for product team, but that's how I envision they're using it at that capacity. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's a very good point. I like that. So what drives you to be great when you're, when you're dealing with customers and, and making them great? What drives you in doing that? I think one of the biggest things is, like I said earlier, I'm very tenacious. I want to always do the absolute best that I can with everything I've ever done in my life, basically. You know, obviously, um, you, you kind of have to be, I feel like, right? If, if you're working with clients, you always want to make sure that you're advising them of the best possible solution that is out there. Um, and I really love the fact that RSM is all also, you know, that's also our motto, basically, being that trusted advisor. And I totally identify with that because I don't want to work for a company where, you know, they're saying like, well, you know, even though it doesn't fit, we should still try to sell on this particular product, which I don't like. We really want 
to be that trusted advisor. And I think that's also kind of uh, what, what drives me, right? Really wanting to gain that trust and earn that trust really from those prospects and, and from those customers so that we can, uh, you know, get them the best solution that's, that's possible, right? We, I really don't like, I've, I've had this happen in, in the past, where, you know, I was pulled aside by my manager and not at this company. It was a different company. I'm not going to mention who, which company that was, but then it was like, you shouldn't say that. And I'm like, I am not going to lie to my customers. I've never done that and I will not start doing that now. So if you're not okay with that, you can tell me I need to find another job and I'm completely fine with that, right? So it's really, like I said, it goes both ways, right? We really want to, to get that trust from our prospects and customers, but that's something I feel that we need to earn, so... No, no, that's totally awesome. And and so when you look at the future with your customers that you're working with now, where do you see dynamics fitting in with them or just where is the platform going as a whole in the future and what you would like to see? I really like what they're doing right now. I mean, I cover a lot of Dynamics 365, right? Not just sales, but also customer service, field service, all those other things as well. Um, so I really love the fact that they added so many modules already, right? Customer service is really growing into a contact center type of functionality that we're getting. There's a lot of, and we didn't, I started working with the application with version 4.0. So that was not, none of that was there, right? The interface didn't even look the same. So if you kind of look at that and, and where there are right now, I think it's amazing. Also, if you look at the sales side, if you historically, salespeople used to hate CRM systems. Why? Because it was just a bunch of admin work for them, right? It was just entering data and then the executives would get the reports with the opportunities and the revenues and all that type of stuff. What I love about Dynamics is that they're they're really making this a tool with a lot of sales enablement features included as well. So now it's not just a data entry tool, it's really a tool also for the end user, right? For those sellers, right? So now I'm going to be able to have the application tell me leads I need to follow up on, opportunities that might be in danger, those types of things, right? If I send out uh, an email, which I can do di directly from Dynamics, right? This is helping with productivity. It's going to warn me when that email was read. Those types of things, the AI behind the scenes also, by the way, I think is really enabling this application for the sales people, right? I'm really now helping you versus just being a data entry tool. So I'm very, I'm super excited about, about that. And then of course, all of the integrations with the other platform that we have out there, like Microsoft's Power Platform, right? Being able to communicate outside of the application. I actually wrote an article and did a video a while ago where I'm using Power Automate to listen to Twitter for a mention. And then I'm, I'm going to see if that tweet is positive or negative. And then if it's negative, I'm creating a case. That type of stuff, I, I think is just, you know, next level. You know what I mean? Really being able to, uh, to you know, go outside of the boundaries of just that CRM application. Ah, uh, okay. So I love that you're talking about that because I want to touch on that. Going from reactive to proactive. And I think the platform does a great job of highlighting how that's possible and, and provides the tools to make that happen. Now, you touched on the digital contact center aspect of customer service. Where do you see nuance playing a role in the overall strategy? 
I really love what they're doing right now. Um, not all of the features that I've seen in some of the videos are available yet, but I think it's great also that you can kind of pick and choose which of the features that you want to utilize, right? Because any company that's selling, which is almost every company, right, uh, needs a customer service department, right? right. So. But not every customer service department needs that big of a setup a lot of times, right? So being able to kind of pick and choose a la carte almost, right, I think is, is very important because uh, Microsoft kind of a while ago, this was, oh God, probably 10 years ago, was really kind of doing the marketing as a, like, look, this type of application is no longer just for the big boys, right? Because that's what it used to be. Like everything was on premise, you know, you had to purchase servers and the smaller organizations weren't able to do that. That is no longer the case, right? Everything is in the cloud. So Microsoft is taking care of that hardware for you. So like I said, going back to customer service, now being able to just, you know, turn on some of these features and not all of those features. And you can do the same thing with sales, right? If you want to do, uh, if you want to purchase additional functionality like sales inside, you just purchase that add-on license, so to speak, and then you get additional functionality. So yeah, I think this really gives customers the ability to really utilize the pieces of the platform that are most important to them. Fantastic. So, Dion, when we talk about AI and machine learning, I know those are big buzzwords, and I'm sure you get customers say, hey, I wanted to learn about AI and machine learning. How do you approach conversations like that? And how do you see AI helping them in terms of being more proactive for a delivering a customer experience? Yeah, so I'm, I'm not really doing anything myself with AI builder or anything like that because I'm focusing on all of those uh, other programs or, or apps, right? Almost, I want to say, but I, we do talk about some of that, those AI capabilities that are already part of the platform, right? So if you talk about lead scoring and if you talk about opportunity scoring, because a lot of people are like, oh, I cannot configure that, right? Well, you can't 100%, but there are some things that you can configure. So I actually just did a demo yesterday where we kind of talked about, okay, so this is how this works. It looks at your historical opportunities, right? Won opportunities and lost opportunities. And, and then based on some of the, of the data of that historical, of those historical opportunities, I, I can use that to kind of do a little bit of a prediction and give a score based on that, right? So they were kind of asking about, okay, so how can we manipulate that? Well, we can track other things on that opportunity by creating our own custom fields, and then we can include them in that overall analysis, right, of what is happening with those opportunities. So those are some of the conversations I have. I do talk about, you know, there being other things like uh, what I said earlier, the AI builder as well, where you can create your own apps and you can utilize AI builder with that. But it's mainly, like I said, some of the, the functionality that's already part of Dynamics 365. But I really do feel like that is the future, right? Working with that application and then having that application, uh, for example, if you're working with sales, telling you what's the next best action. And we kind of see that already today with you know, the sales accelerator, right? Right. But to have that utilizing AI, which I believe I saw in Microsoft's video that that's coming as well. I think that's really is the future. No, that's awesome. And where there's artificial intelligence or any application, security is top of mind, I think, for everybody. So 
what are your customers asking around security and how are you and your your team helping them understand and digest that? Yeah, that's a good question, Kenneth. So because I'm on the pre-sales side, I don't really get to work with our actual customers a lot, but we do get the questions during the demo, right? So okay, I just want, for example, my sales managers to view the opportunities for the direct reports, for example, those types of of questions. Also in regards to, I I love, this is actually a a new feature that came out recently, a couple of months ago, where previously the security in Dynamics 365, when it came to record security, or I should say row security, right? Since we are no longer calling them entities, was tied to business units. And that's still the case today, but they they allow us now to do a lot more uh, with security roles that are associated with a particular business unit. We could never do this before. And we've been asking about that for such a long time. And Microsoft actually made that change, which I think really opens up the possibilities that we now have uh, inside of the application. And then on top of that, obviously, you can make this as granular as you want, right? Because we also have field security, and I always call it field-level security, but that's not the right terminology, obviously, where you can even say, okay, can I read this field? Can I update this field? Or can I just, you know, all those different layers, which I think, again, really allows uh, organizations to really tighten it as much as they want. Now, again, I believe that a CRM system is really about collaboration, right? So if you're going to lock everything up, are you doing yourself a favor? But I think it is good to know that, you know, we have the options available there, obviously, if we want to separate some of those records for certain users. No, that's super awesome. And so once you implement, what is the success that they're seeing? Is it process improvement? Is it more time back to the worker, the seller, the end user? Great. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I have to think back about my implementations, implementation days, right? Since I'm no longer implementing today. Yeah, it, it was a, a lot of, of all of the above, basically what you were saying, right? There's always going to be uh, improvement in the processes, right? Which a lot of times gives, you know, time back. Uh, and, and unfortunately, in one of my implementations resulted in a large layoff because, you know, people were manually doing these things and we no longer have to do that. Think about, you know, reports. They actually manually from an Excel spreadsheet put a report together, which we can now just do in Power BI or we can use Excel templates, right, to push the data from Dynamics into that. If you look at customer service. There's a lot of customer service organizations that do not utilize uh, chatbots or IVRs, right? Which is that chatbot on the phone, if you're not sure what that means. So if you have certain questions that your customer service department is, you know, answering all the time, think about implementing, you know, IVR or that uh, Power Virtual Agent chatbot, because that will free up time for your agents, also think about, and, and this is I, I, the first time I heard this, uh, I almost fell off my chair. If you think about the amount of time that users are losing because they have to switch between applications, right? I'm working in Outlook. Now I have to switch somewhere else. I got to right. log in. It's going to take a couple of seconds. I got to, okay, now I got to do it to another application. I actually quit a job once because of all the logging in. But 70% <laughs> 
of your productivity, yeah, I'm not even kidding, 70% of your productivity goes down the toilet because of logging into other applications. So now if we look inside of Dynamics and we see the Teams integration, right? I can just start a Teams chat and I can go to a Teams channel directly from within Dynamics. I can send an email to a lead or, or a customer or a prospect, right, directly from Dynamics. If I'm working in Teams, I can access Dynamics from within Teams. If I'm in Outlook, I can access Dynamics and update my records directly from within Outlook. So there is no longer the need to switch back to applications. So I think that that is a huge one, right? Really giving organizations uh, a lot of productivity back. And we all know, right, the more time we have to do other things, that's going to be more money for the organization. So... Very good point. Very good point. Now we're going to shift on the opposite side of the spectrum of the whole idea of purchasing and investing in Dynamics 365. And the last question I want to ask you, Dion, is what advice would you give someone or an organization who's interested in investing D365? They're not sure how they want to approach it. They're not sure where to start learning. Of course, you could tell them to go straight to your blog, but I'd be curious to know how you help them understand the platform a bit better. Yeah, I think the mostly used advice I want to say that I give customers and even when we're you know when I'm doing these demonstrations uh, at RSM as well is that a lot of times when we're doing demos we show a lot right and it's it's mainly the art of what's possible right so all of these different things that we can do uh, of course we always want to make that a focused demo as well but a lot of organizations go like okay we want to see what else we can do can somebody dial into the application answer the phone and then pop up that you know, contact record. Yes, we can. Right. So I usually tell people when you're doing an implementation, it's really about, you know, starting slow, crawl, walk, run, that type of approach. You don't have to implement everything at the same time. Right. That's probably also really going to scare your users. Right. I have all of these options now and it's like, oh, my God, where am I? Where am I even going to start? Right. Right. So I think it's really about understanding that, understanding that you can start small and then we can build on top of that. In regards to understanding the application, I would just advise to, you know, get with a good partner like RSM, you know, give us a call if you're interested. What we we don't want to just do, let me show you, you know, the application. No, we really want to have a conversation with you to kind of high level understand how do you envision using this? Are you going to use this for sales? What are your processes today? Uh, right, those types of questions. So we can really show you pieces of the application that are going to be useful for you. If you're going to go online and you're trying to find out everything you can do with this application, I think you're going to overwhelm yourself, right, with with a lot of things. We usually, it's the same thing with driving a car, right? You, you're not going to do everything at the same time. I remember the first time I was in a car and I was like, oh my God, I have to look at my rear view mirror and how fast am I going and where's the brake and how do I use the clutch? And right, you want to start easily, right? Start with one thing and then we're going to add on some additional things. So I think that's that's kind of the advice I would give people. I love that. And to bring things full circle, you mentioned earlier too that customers have the ability now to turn on modules within the D365 platform. It doesn't have to be an entire thing. It could solve one particular facet, but the true power of the platform is that. It can basically solve all your business processes with the help of the technology of Dynamics 365. Well, Dion, thank you so much for coming on the show. KJ and I are excited to have learned more about the D365 goddess, how it came to be. 
And I look forward to keep reading your blog. So thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a show for you, the innovators, with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG at digestibledynamics at microsoft.com. Until next time, folks.